Welcome to another edition of Restore the Floor, your Pistons podcast. Uh, Evan Jenkins, the king of the KC, unavailable today, so you have just me, Stoney, with you. And Thursday night was the NBA draft. And briefly, before we get to the Pistons, a few things to discuss. Obviously, Victor Weminyama going number one to San Antonio and you Watch the draft, and you see the highlights, and you see the things that he could do, and you see the way he handled himself in interviews, the way he reacted uh, with fans in a few days in New York. I got to say, God, was I jealous. Why is he wearing black and silver instead of red, white, and blue? Damn, I wish we would have won that lottery. Anyway, uh, so the biggest Question after the Wembenyama selection was obviously who's going to go number two. And for some reason, most people kind of thought it was going to be Brandon Miller from Alabama. And then during the day on Thursday, there was this report that, oh, Charlotte likes Scoot Henderson. Charlotte likes Scoot Henderson. And the odds changed and things like that occurred. And lo and behold, uh, when Adam Silver came to the podium to announce the Hornets' selection, it was Brandon Miller. A lot of people in Charlotte, I saw some video of the Charlotte watch party. The people were booing. Even Hugo the mascot, the Hornet, Hugo the Hornet, was upset. And I don't know if it has to do with the fact that uh, he asked, was asked earlier in the week about who the GOAT is, LeBron or Michael, and he said Paul George. I guess he didn't understand favorite player as opposed to GOAT. But, man, oh, man. I mean, to me, when you have LaMelo Ball there, Brandon Miller is a much better fit unless you are under the belief that Scoot Henderson is just that much better of a basketball player and you can make it work even if you have LaMelo Ball. So uh, they were unhappy there. Obviously, and Portland said, you know what? We don't care if we have Dame Lillard or we trade him, but we love Scoot Henderson, and we're going to take him there. And then Houston at four selects Amen Thompson out of the um, overtime elite. And his biggest attribute is his point guard abilities of passing the ball. And his other characteristic has nothing to do with him, per se, is the fact that he, uh, well, it does, but he had nothing to do with it at the fact that uh, his mom had twins, identical twins, and both played it overtime elite. And with the fifth pick of the draft, the Detroit Pistons selected Amen's brother, Asar Thompson. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, my God, what a great pick. Troy Weaver got what he wanted. He swung for the fence and got Asar Thompson. But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, my God, what a horrible pick. You know Why? Because all I've seen of Asar Thompson is what most of you have seen, highlights, and you've read about him. Now, he appears to check a lot of boxes that need to be filled on the Detroit Pistons. Really athletic, moves moves up and down the floor really well, and most importantly, is a really good defender. Because we know the Pistons don't play much defense. They try at times, but they were a horrible defensive club. 
Now, hopefully Monty Williams will change that. And guys like Asar Thompson will change it as well. So that said, he's probably the best athlete available at that time. Uh, with maybe the exception of Cam Whitmore, who dropped a 20, which is incredible. He'll play with Amen Thompson in Houston. Uh, the biggest question for Asar Thompson is his shooting ability. Now, he did shoot better towards the end of their season in the playoffs with overtime elite. But please, you know, and this has to do with his brother as well, but please understand, overtime elite and the little league that they formed for guys that they didn't want to go to college, they wanted to do other things, they got a lot of instruction, they got a lot of life skills. It was It's a really good program. The level of competition is not what it is in Europe even, and it's not what it is in the G League. But as Troy Weaver, who will join us on the podcast from our interview with myself and John Jansen on the Stoney Jansen program, you know when a guy's got it or when he doesn't, and they believe they got the right guy in Asar Thompson. Later in the draft, the Pistons made a trade. Originally, they had number 31, which was the first pick in the second round, and they traded that for... Pick number 20 was Marcus Sasser of the University of Houston Cougars, who played four years at Houston, so he's a little bit older. But he, you talk about tenacious defense. His kid played defense. His kid played heart. His kid was a battler. He could shoot a very good three-point shooter, close to 40% uh, in college. A really good pick, I believe, especially where you're picking him at 20. Now, the comparable things on Sasser that you're reading, they say plays defense like Lindsey Hunter. Lindsey Hunter, a pretty good outside shot, too. Not a great player, obviously, but, you know, a veteran in this league for a while, Lindsey Hunter, selected right before Allen Houston in the 1993 draft, just 20 years ago, if my math is correct. Right? No, that would be 30 years, would be the 93 draft. Um, that was at the Palace. Now, other things about the draft, and uh, we'll get to with Troy Weaver, in you know, free agency, how's the Pistons roster going to stack up? Right now, you know, your starting five, in my opinion, would be Cunningham, Ivy, Durin, Beef, Stu, and Bogdanovich. That would be your starting five. You got to do a little better than that if you're going to plan to be a playoff team. And that's what we see, we'll see with free agency. Whether it's bringing back Jeremy Grant, which I got to admit, I'm not crazy about. And a lot of that is just biased because he's been here before. And they weren't very good when he was here. And it's not his fault. He does fit some of their needs. He's a good outside shooter and he plays good defense. But it's, you know, kind of like if he was somebody, he had a different name, same player, I'd probably like it a little more. The other thing to look out for is Cam Johnson. He was a restricted free agent for Brooklyn. Now the Pistons might overpay to make that happen. But obviously Monty Williams was his coach in Phoenix before he was traded in the Durant uh, deal to Brooklyn. He's a really good outside shooter, does play good defense, and the Pistons need a athletic 3-and-D guy, you know, more so than even a guy like Bogdanovich. So, um, 
as far as the shooting aspect, I kind of thought that, you know, if they were able to trade down, which they weren't, that they could get somebody like Grady Dick. Uh, I was surprised that uh, Jed Howard went before Grady Dick to Orlando. And, yes, I'll make the joke right here. You know, you had Jalen Suggs in Orlando. They drafted Anthony Black. If they would have drafted Grady Dick, yes, their backcourt would have been Suggs, Black, Dick. Okay, I'm sophomoric. I understand that. All right. It's time to talk about the Pistons with the man who made the selection. The general manager of the Pistons, Troy Weaver, joined us on the Stoney and Jansen program. Troy Weaver joins us now to explain what the Pistons did. Good have, Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, always good to talk to you, Troy, as you know. Uh, in this draft with this selection, uh, we in our business, because we don't watch a lot of overtime elite basketball, we just see highlights and read. So, honestly, I don't think any of us are qualified to sit there and say, oh, this was a great pick, this was a horrible pick. We don't know. What was it about Oscar Thompson that you saw that said, he's got to be my guy that, as you said earlier this week, uh, going to swing for the fences with? No, I mean, a tremendous young man. We uh, put a lot of time into getting to know the person, uh, a great human being. But uh, he has uh, great physical gifts, uh, size and athleticism. Uh, he has a defensive prowess, and we think he has a chance to be a big-time two-way player. But um, he has all the, t- the ingredients to be successful in today's NBA with his size and versatility and athleticism. What's the challenge and how do you evaluate when you're looking at a guy like, and you're looking at both of the Thompson twins playing for overtime elite and you're unsure of the talent, the level of talent that they're playing against. How do you, how do you understand and determine what's real and what's not? Well, the the, the measurables and the size and athleticism that that's real. Um, the competition, um, you know, obviously it's, it, it, it's not, uh, you know, college ball or um, European league, uh, but it's still competition. Uh, and it's a little tougher uh, to judge for sure. But the, the things that, doesn't, that never change is, is the measurables. Um, John, you know, if, if a guy's playing at a uh, – Division one double A school and he's six seven three twenty five and he's a left tackle. Uh, it doesn't matter who he's playing against, he has the measurables. Mm-hmm. Uh the Thompson twins had the measurables and it's just pulling back the the layers on it, uh, to find out what else is there. Uh but the measurables stand out. The comp people have been talking about is Andre Igadala. Is that accurate? Well, yes. Uh, I think there are a lot of similarities. Uh, I looked at it that way. Swiss Army knife with athleticism, two-way player. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that comp is um, is someone that uh, people could kind of compare to to Asar uh, going forward. The, the criticism has been he's not a really good outside shooter. I use the word yet. Are you confident that can get better, or is, is that a – legitimate criticism of him no we think the shooting is is uh we'll get there so yeah i'm with you on the yet so uh i i think the shooting will get there for sure uh he's a worker uh and he'll be in the gym tirelessly making sure that um that's 
not a problem uh, for him going forward. But uh, the shooting stroke is is uh, is there, and uh, putting time in work, he'll he'll make sure that that's a, a strength, not a weakness. Um, maybe you could paint us a picture. What's your vision of seeing? Uh, Osser out there along with Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, and the rest of the guys that are already on this roster. What does that picture look like if you could, you know, look into your crystal ball in a few months? What are we going to see? No, I mean, he he gives us versatility that allows us to play uh, big, allows us to play small. Um, we really didn't have uh, uh, an athlete with that kind of size. Um, he can take a lot of pressure off of um, our perimeter players being able to stick the best player uh, like Livers does as well. Um, just giving us another wing defender uh, that can guard on the perimeter, uh, another guy that can make plays with the ball and get downhill. So uh, we we think it's a great fit with our with our young core. They're going to be fast as hell, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he got to get up and down, but this this, this guy, he he uh, he makes us uh, definitely more athletic. And then uh, you made a a deal to get it back into the uh, the first round with 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 Marcus Sasser, and I've read comps between Lindsey Hunter and, and Patrick Beverly. Sasser, we've we've seen play in college, tenacious defender, and obviously a really good outside shooter can light it up from three. How's he fit in? No, um, we're really excited about uh, – and Marcus uh, can really shoot the ball, uh, can really defend. He's tough. Uh, biggest thing is this guy's a winner. Uh, he brings a winning mentality, winning attitude. Uh, he's a stabilizing personality. Uh, even though he'll be a young player, he'll be a stabilizer for us. Uh, that's the way he plays. Um, he can play with all our guards because – he can space throw and shoot it, and he can guard the ball. So uh, we're really excited about adding him to our mix, and uh, he uh, he's going to bring a lot of a lot of great piston qualities to 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 Detroit. When you when you talk about those piston qualities, I also I mean I hear intangibles, and one of the things that we saw from Marcus Sasser, especially in the tournament, was his ability or willingness to go out there and play hobbled up a little bit. How much does those other qualities other than just, hey, his three-point percentage or his speed, the the measurables, how about the, the immeasurables? How much did that play a factor into selecting Marcus Sasser? Yeah, I mean, he he brings great intangibles um, to our group. Uh, that really stood out, uh, John. He, uh, he's, he's one of those foxhole guys. Uh, he brings it every day. Uh, he's ready to play. Um, he he's going to push the group forward, and uh, you always want guys that add to the group. And these two young men, they they add to the group. Uh, we won't have to bring them along; they'll jump right in and and add and to the culture and help move us forward. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. I do want to ask you about the free agency without giving names because I know I know you won't. You still plan to be active in free agency, and is the biggest need free agency uh, outside shooting, especially the wing, the three and D type of player? Yeah, we're we're definitely uh, going to be active in, in in free agency and and try to continue to add to the ball club. Um, shooting is always um, on the front of every NBA team's uh, core. 
core, everybody wants to ask shooting. Uh, we will as well. I mean, we 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 like our veteran shooters with Bogdanovich and Burks, but uh, we like we'd like to add uh, some more shooting if we could. Um, Sasser uh, that adds to our shooting, and we have some you know getting livers healthy uh, for a season. That'll add to our shooting, getting K back, but. Definitely, shooting profile is uh, uh, something uh, we'll we'll definitely vet out. When we talked to Monty Williams, he mentioned in the next few weeks, the next few months, he's going to have to identify, and the players are going to have to understand what the identity of this team will be. What do you think? Where is it now? And what do you think it? it what do you want that identity to be? Uh, a disciplined defensive team that brings it every night. And plays unselfishly, and uh, that's what uh, Coach Williams and the staff um, are going to create that culture every day. And we're excited about uh, formalizing that. But we we got the right guys to come in here uh, and get that done. So we're excited about it. Troy Weaver joined us on the Stony and Jansen uh, program. Um, you guys, you always told us, you know, you can't have too many bigs because of the East. You guys have four off the top of my head. Do you anticipate them all coming back next year? Yes, absolutely. Um, last year, we never had them all together. Um, injuries and whatnot. So it's a long season. Um, you can, I mean, now we have we have complete depth. And, and that's what you need to get through the season. Um, you look at the playoffs, teams that stand at the end uh, are the teams that are healthy. Um, there were some teams that went down the playoff uh, because of their health. And, no, we, we anticipate having uh, all those guys uh, ready to go. We know that the roster construction is uh, – well, it's still under construction. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in free agency. But what are – for fans' expectations for this upcoming season, what should they be? I think Coach Williams will come in and – galvanize this group and, and set the tone of what the Pistons would look like going forward. Um, that's our number one goal is create an identity um, of what we expect every night, every day of our Piston team. And I think the fans can uh, be excited about what the identity is going to be, what we just spoke about, and um, let the chips fall. But we're excited about our, our group our team and building this identity, but we're, we're going to be a, a group that plays hard uh, and defends and we'll play with, with discipline. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to be competitive every night. Do you feel any pressure about, I don't know, maybe not at least getting to like the play in game or is this just part of the restoration process? It's just going to take longer than fans want it to take. No, I mean, We'll land where we land. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't limit us to a, a playing game, or you know, say thirty wins or a playing game. Or I mean, I'm not going to limit us. Right. I mean, if if we play well enough to be somewhere else, uh, so be it. But no, no, uh, no preconceived notions on where we think the team will be. We're going to get in here and roll our sleeves up and 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 push to. Uh, be the best version of ourselves. Obviously, you didn't get the number one pick, but I'm just curious because we were debating, you know, 
uh, earlier in the program about Wembenyama. I mean, you obviously scouted him pretty heavily before the lottery. Is this kid actually going to be as unbelievable as people think? I, I definitely believe so. Which kind of makes it – like watching the draft last night as a fan, I was sitting there going – Oh my God! This guy's seven foot five. Does he have Hall of Fame potential? Uh, yeah, that that that's at minimum. I, I think the guy uh, be can be as good as we've seen. Um, I'm I'm happy for for the league. I'm, I'm happy for him. Happy for his family. But happy for the players to get a chance to compete uh, against this kind of player. Uh, you know. The guys that played in the Jordan era all talk about, you know, playing against him. And now his group will talk about being able to play against this guy. So uh, it's exciting times in the NBA to welcome, you know, this guy to the league. And uh, I know our guys will be excited to play against him as well. God, he looks so much better in red, white, and blue than black and silver. That's <laughs> yes. for damn sure. Final, f- final day for me. Uh, you were asked last night, uh, and we actually kind of touched on it a little bit uh, or a few minutes earlier, with, with Asar Thompson, how hard it is to evaluate because of who he played, and you made the Halle Berry analogy. So I'll ask you, which Halle Berry is better, Swordfish, um, Monster's Ball, or Flintstones, just to name three? Uh, wasn't she Catwoman too? Yeah, well, I can't. List. Yeah. She was a lot of things. I'm not going li- to list every storm. She was in tons of it. Yeah, boomerang. I mean, for the <laughs> early in her career. Yeah, I mean, you guys got them all. Um, <laughs> it's a good. It's, it's a good question. Um, there's actually another movie I forgot when she was a mom. I forgot the name of that one. Uh, but anywho, the, the point was, <laughs> <laughs> you you know something. Uh, different when you see it. So, uh, Asar, uh, like I said, the competition really didn't matter. It was it was all about him. So, uh, excited to have that uh, young man, and we look forward to uh, getting going with him soon here in summer league. All right. Now I know uh, Asar is going to meet the the media later today. Hopefully, I'll see you down there. And thanks as always for joining yeah. us. And uh, we'll talk to you before the season, if thanks, not Troy. sooner, after you get some great free agent. Right? No, we appreciate it. We're excited about free agency, and appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Troy Weaver, Stony and Jansen, ninety-seven won the ticket. I always like talking to Troy Weaver. I know he's not the most exciting person in the world, and the uh, the success rate hasn't been great so far. Uh, but he he's he's honest. I don't agree, and a lot of you don't agree with a lot of the you know his philosophy as far as the big guys go, to, so to speak. But that's just the way it is. And uh, until he turns it around, and you heard him say, you know, don't put like a cap on you know the playing game. But I'm trying to be realistic. I granted, you know, Cunningham made some, you know, uh, great progress at the end of his rookie year, but he was hurt most of last year. So that's part of the reason why they only won 17 games. I'm looking to double my wins. They can double their wins. I think that is a a modest yet reachable goal for the next season, and then we'll see what happens from there. All right. Uh, we hope you enjoyed Restore the Floor. We'll be back next week. Maybe another guest, or maybe just some BSing on the Pistons here on your favorite Pistons NBA podcast, Restore the Floor. Have a great week, everyone.